Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. People are strange. Something strange. Is that strange? That is strange. Ryan Gable, welcome back to the show. Howdy, Greg. Thank you for having me back on the show. It's been about a couple months. It has been five, a couple six months. months. Yes, it's been a while. So yeah, a lot has happened. A lot of strange things have happened since we last spoke. <laughs> every week, every month, every year. Yeah, it's it's nonstop, man. So um, yeah, one of the the biggest things that just happened was the Super Bowl. So I really wanted to get you on to get your two cents on this because I really like the way that you approach um, the symbolism in the Super Bowl, you know, like as a lot of people jump to like, this is satanic. This is a, uh, you know, this is all evil. This is uh, the devil reincarnate. And you know what I mean? And so, but I know that there's a lot more to it. It's a lot more nuanced than that. And uh, you, you pretty much dive deep into that stuff. So I'd love to have you on just to chat about it. Well, I'm glad that you asked me to come on. I've had a lot of people ask me this year uh, more than any other year, oh. uh, which is, I don't think I have all the answers. I don't think I have the truth, but I try to approach it from a different point of view. I don't think it's just entertainment. And I also don't think it's, as you alluded to, a satanic Illuminati reptilian confirmed ritual. I don't even know what those words mean. I get you. But, but as I always tell people, you know, it's a, it's a, an event where I think this year, 114 million people tuned in. Uh, that's more than last year by about a million and a half. And then that's more than the year before. Uh, it made it the third most watched Super Bowl ever. Wow. Uh, the stream that I had on Greg, uh, they had video feeds from Germany. I think there was Brazil and maybe even Australia. I know Germany for sure, where they were having watch parties for like, like a bunch of Chiefs fans in Brazil, Eagles fans you. in Germany. Isn't that so bizarre? It's, it's becoming it's like a worldwide sport yeah. now, you know? It's very bizarre, and, and and specific teams. I wouldn't imagine that there'd be that many Philadelphia Eagles fans in oh, Berlin. Yeah. I can't even <laughs> imagine what um, you know the UK Raiders fans look like. Ooh, get out of here! <laughs> right. So the point is, that's a lot of people, and all over the world, and even the people that don't watch it. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people that listen to it on the radio. Uh, I had at least three people that messaged me who told me they're not going to watch it, but that means they're still thinking about it. They know that it's on. They're making an effort to not watch it. So, yeah. I mean, you add, you, add, you factor all that in, Greg, and you're looking at, I don't know, just a random number, probably at least 150 million people or more are tuning in uh, in some capacity. Yeah. And I've said that people, a lot of people watch the game. A lot of people watch just the commercials. They're not really as good, in my opinion, as they used to be. But when you have a, let's say you have a break in the game and you go in the kitchen to get a snack, right? Or you're talking to your friends at the party. 
subconsciously you're hearing what's in the commercials. Mm-hmm. Maybe you don't like the halftime show. So subconsciously you're hearing that while you're, you're hanging out with your friends or family or whatever, or maybe, you know, you don't really like watching the game. You just watch it for those reasons. So you go in the other room when the game's on kind of like I do, and you're still picking that up subconsciously, whatever they're talking about. So it's a platform. It's a, it's a base. It's a foundation to sell everything from products like Pepsi used to sponsor the halftime show. They didn't throw tens of millions of dollars at that just to do it. It made them a lot of money. And Apple sponsored the halftime show this year, as you know. Mm-hmm. So Apple's not throwing money there just to throw money there. They're, they're getting something out of it. And same thing with political ideologies. Those are sold to us as well. The first all-female flyover of the Super Bowl. Uh, the oh, first yeah. uh, dark-skinned Philadelphia Eagles coach in the Super Bowl. You know, uh, The Black uh, National Anthem. The black, that's right. I forgot about that. The black national anthem. That's a good point. And then, of course, the two quarterbacks, the first time two darker skinned. Well, one of them kind of has dark skin. Mahomes does. He's like kind of almost has like a Sicilian look to him, I think. I get you. Uh, so so they, they make it about that. So it's like a social justice thing. It's a political thing. It's selling products. It's big corporations, big government, big uh, sporting, uh, uh, big sporting league, et cetera. And I kind of think of you know, the owners of the these NFL teams, uh, the commissioner of the NFL, all the billions that go into that, all the billions that, 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 billions that are made, uh, the billion-dollar corporations like Apple that sponsor it, the millions that are spent on commercials by small and large companies alike, I kind of see it as a kind of uh, a form of uh, priestly class mm. that takes an opportunity to perform this ritual. I mean, you could see it certainly as the bread and circuses of of Rome. You could see it as a gladiator sport. It's a metaphor for warfare, oh, yeah. for sure, right? Yeah. Um, it also reminds me of kind of like Aztec or uh, I wouldn't say, I don't want to say Mayan in the sense that at Mayan rituals are the same as the Aztecs. The Aztecs did a lot of really terrible stuff. The Mayans, not so much. But, you know, the priests basically ruled uh, those civilizations. Like the priests controlled the pharaohs in Egypt. The priests controlled the emperors in China, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So the priests made a lot of the decisions and they did that because they had a knowledge of the stars. They knew when, you know, certain planets would be visible in the sky. They knew when there might be maybe even a, a meteor passing by a comet, uh, when the sun might be blacked out with an eclipse and having that knowledge when the average person, even up until the 1950s, the average person around the world was, was illiterate. Uh, a lot of people don't realize that about half the world is, is literate in the 1950s. It's a lot more today. But we're talking hundreds, thousands of years ago. So the priestly yeah. classes, Greg, really could get a, a a stranglehold on the population by understanding certain natural things, you know, the cycles of nature. Well, yeah, just imagine imagine turning on the weather channel and you look at the right. weatherman as an oracle. You know what I mean? You're like, oh, he's That's a prophet. Right. He's telling me what's going to happen. That's right. And that, that actually kind of feeds into the whole thing of just in general about media, mainstream, social media, any media. Someone's there. I mean, hey, look, we're on video, so we're authorities, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, programming, right? It's That's right. It's programming. Uh, in fact, I was talking uh, to uh, Chris from Forbidden Knowledge News the other day. Uh, we did a show and we were talking about how Hollywood is the wood of the magician, the, the wood of the Druidic magicians they used to make their wands. Mm. And they would use that to conjure up storms, you know, gray clouds. And we still call the movie screen the silver screen. And then we broadcast a casting of a an idea, a video, et cetera. We broadcast. It's a big, broad net. We cast out to distribute that, that content, that entertainment. And then, of course, we I just read a, a review of a movie the other day. I'm a big movie guy. And they were describing this movie as spellbinding. 
So mm-hmm. it's Hollywood, it's the silver screen, it's broadcasting, it's spell binding. And that's really what any any event is. That's what a movie is. That's what especially the Grammys or the Super Bowl are. Uh, it's a lot of money, a lot of energy. Money is currency. Energy is attention, consciousness that goes into that. It charges those those symbols, those those ideas. And uh, that is what I use every year, Greg, as kind of an oracle to see what the rest of the year might look like, what, um, you know, what is going to be the trends in, in popular culture uh, from the big corporations. And of course, you know, from the big sporting leagues like the NFL, what direction are they going to head in? Yeah. Um, it's kind of an oracle in that way. Yeah. And, and it really kind of I watch the commercials to to see what kind of trend that they're trying to set. You know what I mean? Like what kind Precisely, of trend yes. do they want the culture to go down? Like electric vehicles, electric everything, um, you know, renewing all this uh, renewable energy and all this stuff. Um, but there were some strange commercials. You know what I mean? Um, I And I did want to get your your thoughts on a couple of them. Um, one was I'm going to share my screen here. One was this uh, Tubi commercial about this rabbit going down the rabbit hole or throwing people down the rabbit hole supposedly right during the year of the rabbit yes during the year of the rabbit grabbing all these people throwing them down these holes you know what i mean like get down there you know forcing them almost pushing people into the abyss into the rabbit holes alice in wonderland kind of stuff yeah yeah so it's like um what was your takeaway with that symbology well, I wrote down a few commercials and I have my kind of infamous Super Bowl notes. I write on this yellow paper every year. Heck yeah. I wrote down three commercials really stood out to me. That was definitely one of them, Greg, was the 2B commercial with the rabbits. The other one was the Squarespace commercial with Adam Driver because he's talking about the singularity. He's talking about how the website can create its own website. It can create itself. Mm-hmm. And he starts to multiply. It kind of reminded me of Agents in the Matrix. They just sort of multiply and come out of nowhere. And then he also gets sucked into a portal or kind of like a gateway, which that that was the first one I saw Then the Tubi commercial. So I saw portals, gateways, abyss was present in more than one commercial. Go ahead. You know, what's strange about Adam driver is he came up a lot this morning when we did our, uh, our morning show, pardon my American. Mm -hmm. And he was in the movie white noise. Yes. Yes. Which just happened to be about this Ohio train derailment that just happened in Ohio. There's this humongous toxic spill of uh, vinyl chloride. They were burning that off. Did you hear anything about this? I did. In fact, my show uh, for the 14th tonight is actually on that. Uh, yeah. p- partly. I mean, I, in fact, really, really quick, Greg, that's a that's a great thing to bring up because you're right. Adam Driver was in that movie White Noise. It came out last August the 31st. And then just a few months later, where they shot the train derailment in the movie East Palestine, Ohio, is where this train derailed on the 4th of February. And it wasn't just a train derailment in the movie and in real life. It was toxic chemicals that were spilt, fires. They were worried about explosions, so they evacuated the residents. Mm-hmm. That's that's weird. But then also you get other similar parallels that have tied together real-life events with movies. And this can take us back to the Super Bowl eventually. It, like, for example, Donnie Darko came out in 2001. And Donnie Darko, famously, this plane engine falls off the plane. It hits, you know, hits the the bedroom, right? And then uh, you got we got the rabbits in that as well. But in real life, almost 20 years to the day of that movie being released, uh, January 19th, 2001, a United Airlines plane lost its engine over Colorado oh and boy. it landed on a neighborhood. Very much like art and life mimicking each other. Yeah. Um, and I'll give you two 
more quick examples, really quick examples. Uh, there is the movie Independence Day. It came out in 1996. Within a few months of that movie, which was the first big screen, big blockbuster movie with a UFO the size of a city, within a few months, from July to March of the next year, you had a a, uh, a case in Phoenix, the Phoenix Lights, with this big object over the city. And the same thing with this object shot down over Lake Huron just recently. They described it as an octagon, kind of black, but it had strings or something hanging off of it. I don't know about you, Greg, but that kind of reminds me of Jordan Peele's Nope. This UFO in Nope has that in the promotional picture has that string of like flags or banners hanging off of it. Yeah, it's almost like the 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 movies or whatever they whatever movies, TV shows, you know, events that that happen in real life. Yes, they inspire movies, but then you know, movies inspire events, events inspire. It goes back and forth. Art mimics reality and so forth. Yeah, not just movies, but. trailers for videos i mean you too this actung baby oh, yeah. album oh, that yeah. they're coming out with they had the sphere that you know the chinese spy balloon yeah and that came on when did you see that was that at the end of the game for you did you watch the game live yeah this was uh this was right at the end of the game but it was just very bizarre because you know you see this floating balloon above the city and they actually i think go to a, a quick shot of the balloon there did you see that yeah it's like subliminal almost and then at the end, you get this creepy baby right here in the balloon. The Octoon baby. Which yeah, th- means what? Danger baby or awareness <laughs> or something baby? Well, well, well yeah. So that, that reminded me of two things. That reminded me of the movie uh, Sphere. Have you ever seen that with Dustin Hoffman? Great movie. Yeah, that's not a bad movie. That's a pretty good movie. Uh, that's Michael Creighton. The guy that did Jurassic Park. Uh, so that is uh, one thing that, that made me think of. The other thing was the... Um, uh, Independence Day 2. For mm. Independence Day 2, the sphere was like this collective consciousness of a civilization that was moving through space trying to escape the the harvester aliens from the first movie. Wow, I um, have not seen that. Yeah, it, it's not a it's not a really good movie. I'm a big <laughs> I'm an Independence Day fan, but Independence Day 2 kind of sucked. I get you. But it's but but yeah, the sphere, if you just type in Independence Day 2 sphere and you'll see that that was the central uh, idea in that movie as well kind of like the alien that they were communicating with. Um, but you, but that happened. That commercial I noticed was at the end of the 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 game, uh, or toward the end. And I thought it was interesting because over the last it was like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday, mm-hmm. you had in Alaska, Canada, over Montana, they didn't shoot anything down there, and then over the Great Lakes, they yep. shot three unidentified objects down. Uh, they don't call them UAPs for some reason. They call them UFOs. They not they're not blaming them on Russia. They're saying that they don't know what they are kind of alluding to the fact they might be alien. They say they haven't ruled that out. And it's weird because it's like our attention was taken from that to the Super Bowl. But then right at the end, there's a reminder that, oh, yeah, by the way, there's there's UFOs flying around. We don't officially know what they are. Don't forget about me. You know, the flying balloon. It's it's almost like it's kind of part of the the ritual aspect of this. But if you want to go harder into the Super Bowl stuff, we can definitely do that for time's sake. Yeah, absolutely. Let's do that. Um, So. The biggest the biggest thing was the halftime um, show with Rihanna, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so what what was your kind of takeaway with that? Because right off the bat, like there's numerology tied to this. So she had like a 13 minute set. She had to have it 13, you know, was a big like everybody's saying that's oh, it's Illuminati 13. Um, it happened on February 12th, which was the 43rd day of the year. Rihanna's 34, so there was a lot of mirrors in the uh, the halftime show, so mm-hmm. 34 and, and 43 are mirrored one another. 
Um, one big thing that I saw was 322 days remaining in the year after February 12th. And that all skull and bones is the skull and bones insignia. Um, a lot of things happened on February 12th. Tom Brady officially retired for good and he's known as the goat. So there's a lot of goat symbology there. Um, and it was reported, check this out over in Turkey with that devastating earthquake. Mm -hmm. It was reported that the death toll climbed up to 33,000 people mm -hmm. on February 12th. So people were thinking a lot of numerology, a lot of uh, symbology with numbers here, but what's your take? I didn't look too much into that. I've heard most of these things. I didn't hear about the earthquake numbers. Uh, I'll add one thing to that, though, and that is the 57 is 5, 7, 12. So you get 12 again with 57. For people that are interested in the numerological aspect of it, uh, the game itself was technically like if you're from Glendale, you'd say I'm not from Phoenix. I'm from Glendale, Arizona. I'm just south of of Glendale myself here in Arizona. Uh, so it was technically in Glendale, but you know, for for most people, they think just Phoenix because it's the greater Phoenix area. Gotcha. So technic technically, it's Glendale, but the point is, since it's kind of in Phoenix, it's the greater Phoenix area. You get the idea of the Phoenix bird rising from the ashes. Yep. And of course. You look at the Philadelphia Eagles, the eagle, a lot of people think is the symbol of the United States. A lot of, I'd call them crazy people on the progressive left, call it a Nazi symbol, which is ridiculous. But, oh, yeah. But the the eagle is not necessarily the symbol of the United States. If you go back to the founding days of this country, uh, and mainly Palmer Hall, one of my favorite authors, talks about this a lot in his books, The Secret Destiny of America, The Secret Teachings of All Ages. The original bird was first offered up by Benjamin Franklin, who said Turkey, but the eagle idea came mm -hmm. about from the Phoenix. The eagle is actually the Phoenix rising forth from the ashes, uh, a new empire, a new country coming forth out of the ashes of the old world, which is what the U.S., the United States of America really is. Yeah, absolutely. So our eagle is basically a Phoenix. So you have that. Um, I didn't talk too much about the chiefs, but my friend Clyde Lewis on Ground Zero, we did our annual show together last night and he talked about the secret chiefs uh doing war with the eagles or with the with i guess with america but the secret chiefs are basically what madame blavatsky talked about uh being the the masters the great brotherhood the sages the the, the rishis etc mm. and she and a lot of other occult authors greg do talk about this is fascinating they do talk about how the these gods or these demigods that pass knowledge on like Veracocha or Quetzalcoatl or Osiris, et cetera, you name it, they fly around in little tiny flying machines. So you get the secret chiefs, you get the flying machines with the U2 commercial and you know before the game and after, uh, and then you get the, the eagle. So you have that element of it. Uh, but I focus more so on the, I think what was really missed at the halftime show. If you want me to go into that, uh, I'll try to break that down as best as I can. Yeah, absolutely. But just before you do, um, as far as like this, this theme of the resurrection, like the Phoenix that you mentioned, right? Yes. Yes. Um, just real quick, Damar Hamlin wearing this, the mocking Jesus. Everybody says that it's mocking Jesus jacket. Glad you brought that up. Yes. Uh, it says eternal on the back. And then did you read what it says here on the front? No, you know what? I've not seen the front. So what does that say? It says without end or beginning, there is no day and there is no night. Wow, that I'm going to have to do another show where I talk about that because that sounds, Greg, that sounds really, really familiar. Uh, I'm pretty sure I read something to that effect on the statue of the static Isis 
which is present at the halftime show with Rihanna. She actually has an ISIS, giant ISIS tattooed on her chest, under yes. her breasts. Yes, she does right there. Yep. And so the static ISIS, if you were to type in static ISIS and look it up, uh, I, the statue of ISIS will say something to the effect, this is off the top of my head, uh, but I am all that has been, all that is, and all that ever will be. No mortal man hath ever unveiled me or hath me unveiled. Uh, it's kind of the idea of that you cannot look into the eyes of God. Only the resurrected, only the initiates who have gone through the process of living resurrection in the mystery schools of ancient Greece, ancient Egypt, ancient South and Central America, initiates who are reborn out of the temple, out of the womb, in a process of living resurrection, become sons or daughters of God instead of sons or daughters of man. And therefore, they become eternal, realizing their place in the universe. And as that happens, then only the immortals can unveil Isis and know the secrets of nature and the secrets and the mysteries of the universe. So it fits so right into his That's jacket. what I'm getting. Yes, Eternal what, on the back. He got the yep. ISIS scripture on the front. I mean, uh, you had Rihanna have the ISIS figurine or the uh, the statue underneath her breast, as you mentioned. Yeah, that's. Can you send me that? Because I actually don't have that. I don't yes. have a copy of that. Yeah, it's actually Please. on our uh, our Instagram, Pardon My American Podcast, and I will send you the link right after this. Okay, great. And then I'm, glad, one, I'm so glad you brought that up. That's fascinating. No problem. And then there was one last thing: is the Queen Elizabeth. So she died on the opening day of the NFL season, right? September. I don't know. Was it the opening day? Yeah, it was she the, opening, on the opening yeah, day. Yep, because I remember, because um, I'm a football guy. I, I watch football. and um, I'm not, so fill me in. So it was a Thursday night game with the Bengals, or no, 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 the Bills and the Rams. And she died, and I was wondering if they were going to mention it, cancel the games, or do something like that, but... They gave her honorable mention, um, but this week, so on February 6th was the 71st year anniversary, I mean, back here in 1952, she was immediately acceded to the throne. So like her ascension to the throne was on February 6th. So you kind of have this anniversary of her ascension to throne at the beginning of the week. You know what I mean? Yeah, and she ruled, I mean, there was a lot of sevens. She went on a seven-month coronation tour. Uh, she ruled for, what, 70 years or something? Yep, seven decades. Yeah. And Charles is supposed to hold power for seven years before he turns that power over to William. That's what's been speculated, which is what made it's, it makes me and a few other people I know think that William might be the archetype of the Antichrist because mm -hmm. he, was, he was injured when he was younger, just like the Beast was. Uh, the Red Dragon, which is the coat of arms for King Charles. Uh, that red dragon, his coat of arms actually says he he gives the lead, which is what Revelation says. Revelation says the red dragon gives the beast his power. And Prince William, if he is, I don't think he's the Antichrist. I'm saying that they're using these archetypes to fulfill a, a self-fulfilling, self-established prophecy, yep. I think, to really force people to give up hope in anything spiritual or anything divine. So that seven-year time frame, 2023 to 2030, which is a really important date for techno- uh, let's call them technocrats, uh, the singularity, merging man and machine, cutting carbon emissions, et cetera. It's a really significant period of time, maybe the seven years of tribulation. Uh, and when you know the Antichrist doesn't get defeated by Jesus, people people lose faith. I think it's all happening subconsciously up in the mind somewhere. It's not you all, you know, all it's physical, interesting. But 
is I've, I've heard that the the tribulation would actually be cut in half. So it's supposed to be seven years, right? The tribulation is a seven year period, but it, right. a lot of people say that it's three and a half years. Yes, it's cut in half. That's right. And exactly three and a half years from Joe Biden's inauguration date. Do you know when that lands? On, from when from when he was inaugurated? I, I don't know the exact date. What would it be? 2024? July 4th, Independence Day. <laughs> oh, man. You're finding some really good stuff. I'm just saying, man. I don't know. Some good stuff. Well, hello there, audio listeners. Greg here. I hope you enjoy this free little segment of Strange Sauna. Strange Sauna is a side program that I'm doing on the side here, still connected to the Pardon My American broadcast. If you like the content in this segment and you want to hear more, go check out the full episodes only on Patreon at patreon.com slash pardonmyamerican. Okay, sayonara. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.